Welcome to episode three of the Sedgemore Trade Talk podcast. We've just finished up a busy May market, which we'll recap. And we also welcome Stephen Gardner to talk about the residential market. And the farming quiz is back and we have Jamie Batt taking it on today. So today we've had good numbers forward with uh, 1,542 cattle and 2,865 sheep. There was 84 dairy cattle in today for £2,350 top for a pedigree heifer from Nick and Robert Goss. The stores had 733 forward with a top of £1,980 for a Shirley steer for KLH Sweet. We might hear a little bit more about the Sturks shortly from Jamie Batt. And the Sturks, can you believe it, were topped by Derek Biss today. With Can't blue steers well. that you may well have seen on Facebook, they made 13.85 times two. I presume they weren't homebred, but they bought him. I think Sam was looking after Oh, I see, I see. We had 2,865 sheep with £275 for a U with a double from A.L. Popham. £236 for a killing U from MTB Davy. £160 for a store lamb from the Dares at uh, Kilmington. And goats to £150 for G.I. Bingham. 342 cars made a cracking trade. The lilacs are out, as I keep being told. So the trade is good. Top at 490 pounds. What, what are the lilacs? The lilacs, the flowers. When the lilacs are out, the trade improves. That's what we're always told. An old wives' tale. There we are. Derek told me that. So the top of 490 pounds for a six-week-old Charolais from J.R. Button. Yeah, so a busy day today. We've had a lot of staff short because of the uh, Somerset Young Farmers Rally. We even sent our very own uh, Ryan Dable to judge the uh, auctioneering competition. So we have Jamie Batt here, who is one of our Sturk auctioneers. He'll be taking on the farming quiz a little bit later on. But we thought we'd get him to comment on the Sturk trade. In April, there was a record-breaking 2,800 Sturk sold through Sedgemore. Jamie, what has the trade been doing? Yeah, so we've had a fantastic trade here on the Sturks today. Slightly less numbers, 380 this week. But yeah, in April, we've had a cracking run of Sturks, totaling 2,800. Top the day today for Derek's cracking run of blues, real, real shapey, topped at 13.85. Heifers this week were topped by the lamb fears who had a cracking run of limmies. So it's a yeah, very nice limmy heifer. Thank you, Jamie. Not everyone will know, but GTH have 24 offices across the southwest, and a major side of the business is the sale and lettings of residential property. Yeah, it's quite a big part of what the firm does. So we've decided that we'll welcome along one of our residential partners, Stephen Gardner. He's the leading estate agent in the Hollis area and probably the best-dressed estate agent within the firm, and probably the, the West Country, I'm prepared to say. From what he tells me, his career started in 1994, when Jamie and I... Yeah. I was born, but you probably weren't. No, I was. 94. All right, there you go. Yeah, there you go. What's the uh, residential market been doing this year? Yeah, well, despite the doom and gloom that we're at the end of last year with that budget, quarter one's been very good. The prices have peaked now, but the market has been very sustainable and very encouraging. The most important thing is, is that Despite the last two years of being manic, now's kind of the time you need a bit of experience. So properties, you need a clear strategy. You need a very experienced agent to sell your property. But if you price it right, it sells. Is that the fallout from COVID when literally the whole of London moved to the southwest? What's happening now? Are they moving back, are they? No, no, no. It's still, obviously, the southwest is a destination. So people want to retire. But whereas people used to sort of come in their late 50s and early 60s, now you can work from home. We've found that there's a whole new market, people moving kind of in their late 30s, early 40s, bringing the kids up down here and then obviously going back to London a couple of days a week to the office. So yeah, a real shift in work pattern has affected the uh, the market. Very much so, but in a good way. So. Yeah, and is that across the board? Is that all property? Uh, I mean, rural market, this time of year anyway, is always very buoyant. We tend to predominantly, the bungalow market is always very good because that's kind of recession-proof, as is the rural market. 
The only tricky bit's the bit in the middle at the moment where you, people that need larger mortgages, that is tricky. But if you've got a clear strategy, and you, again, if you're pricing your property right, you'll sell them a reasonable amount of time. So you mentioned that this is the time where you really need that experience. What sets Greensade Taylor Hunt and yourselves apart from other agents? Experience. I think it's like all these things. Over the last few years, we've had the online agent, but of course, that's just putting your house on them online. Whereas when the market does toughen up, you need a clip, you need a strategy, you need to understand the market, and you need to know what properties to aim at, what people. You know, we get a lot of business from the agricultural side of things. When farmers retire, they'll usually move into a town and bungalow or a smaller house. So it's all the links. But as you say, we've got 24 offices across the southwest. Yeah. We also get an office, particularly the rural market. If you think about it, I'm, I'm from the Midlands originally, and we always, you know, we came down the M5 and stopped at Taunton because that's the big town on the M5. And people tend to look in radiuses of where they stop. I suppose the big plus with our network, we're kind of like a belt across the sort of southwest, isn't it? You've got to kind of come through us to get to the southwest. At Honiton, we sell properties. We get lots of people from the Taunton office because not realising that East Devon's right next to Somerset. And in terms of marketing residential property, I know most of what we do really is private treaty. Is that the only way for people to go, or should they be looking at other options? No, we've obviously we've got a big big auction department, which we do well at. The last sort of two years where it was manic with the COVID market, we did a lot of informal tenders and things like that because we were going to sell bids, but we're going a bit more traditional now where you kind of start at a price and you kind of negotiate from that price. I think before we just didn't know where prices were going. So tenders work well and auctions work well because the kind of the we had a start point of a price, but it went up. Whereas now we've got enough data now to price properly. I'm busy with valuations and stock levels now. Are kind of well, where we are at the moment, we're double what we had last year. So it's that's very encouraging. People are selling and you know deciding to move. As we're progressing through the year, what do you think is ahead? As I said at the moment, it's very encouraging. I mean, like I say, it's tough. You know, you've got to work for your sales, but. I think it's just going to be pretty level. And what I think is, it's gone back to a normal market. The numbers seem to be better than 2019, which was actually our best year before COVID. We're just going back to normal. This doom and gloom in the press that always worries everybody, but it's just how it used to be. COVID was exceptional. And I know it's not something you really touched upon, Stephen, but the lettings markets, that is crazy still. That is your supply and demand. The one bit the press does says that is true is the lettings market. It is, there is a real lack of stock at the moment. The biggest issue we've got, and the reason why rentals are so high at the moment, is that kind of in our patches, you don't really have landlords with mass portfolios. It tends to be forced landlords or people who've got a little pension pot. The one thing that came out of COVID, I think a lot, particularly a lot of older people that had a second property, they're thinking, Do you know what, I'm cashing it in now and spending the money. Lettings is very, very, very buoyant at the moment. Uh, so yeah, a real short supply. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Stephen, no, uh, for coming in to talk to us. It's uh, great to hear an insight from another sort of side of the business that we don't sort of see too much about. If anyone is listening and wants any further information on anything, please do get in touch with Stephen or, or any of our offices around the Southwest. So now you're up, Jamie. We are now on to the farming quiz. First, are you feeling on edge? Yeah. Yeah. Proper on edge. Yeah, because no, I yeah. can see, <laughs> really I, yeah. I can see <laughs> you being very good at quiz. Okay, thanks. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you'd have quite limited knowledge. A lot of optimism here. Yeah. yeah it's good. No, I think it's honesty. Okay. Yeah, we don't right. know if you've any false hope. <laughs> I would say you look very nervous, but you just look exactly the same the as same always. The same as normal. Yeah. 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 There you go. Just sort of wandered in here. Um, yeah, so you've, you've got a minute. Um, no pressure. We will ask you a series of questions. You can't pass, you have to give us an answer. Okay. And then we can discuss your answers afterwards. Um, okay. And we'll heavily criticise anything that's I'm wrong. sure. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Ready. Let's so go. I ask the first question? You always do. 
Who launched a bursary fund this week for students to attend the RAU? Birkhoff Clarkson's fund. Uh, there's no conferring. Yes, there is. That's yes. Fine. What is the BPS deadline? Bearing in mind we released the podcast on a Monday evening. 15th of May. Yeah, it's correct. Uh, Heck Sausages have dropped what type of sausage from their production lines this week? Vegan. Correct. correct. Uh, what noise does a goat make? <laughs> oh, no. No. I'm not even sure that what that was. was. Yeah, that I've, was got to, I've got to pause this a bit. <laughs> Sorry, do you want to have another go? <laughs> okay. This is, meh, we haven't done this before. Meh, meh, meh. Even Stephen's go is better. Right, well, do a brimming cat. Just screaming go. <laughs> go. How many Sturks did you have today? <sighs> Three, eight, four. No. Incorrect. Uh, a Ukrainian farmer has developed a machine for clearing rocks from his land. Mines? Trees. <laughs> no. <laughs> what have sheep farmers challenged the ban of in England? Oh, you're out of time. Shall we go back through? We'll go through them. So... Stephen told you the cane of Cooper, but he didn't actually. Just and I think he was just helping me with the goat noise as well. But yeah, there's a couple fight in a minute. Yeah, this is released on the, on Monday, the fifteenth of May. So technically, it's today. But you were correct in the same fifteenth of May. Right. So it's fine. So yeah, that's well, that's the end of BPS. The hex sausages. Yes, it was vegans. They've dropped. Right, the goat noise. Have you ever? Okay. Have you ever seen that needs- or heard? It wasn't the best noise. No. 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 Do you want to just move on and not... Yeah, yeah. I think let's not. Let's uh, not. Do you reckon we should clip up that noise? We're going to have it, like, instead of a bell for sales, we can just play that noise. Yeah. <laughs> Start every... every Announce the Sturk section each week with yeah. whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, a Ukrainian farmer has developed a machine to clear landmines. Sturks. Uh, you had 382, so we were very close, but we yeah. were looking okay. for precision. Yep, so that's roll. And yeah, the question you didn't get to answer was... Sheep farmers in England have challenged the ban of electric shock collars for dogs. So Andy's trying to do the maths, which is hilarious. There won't be too many to count. I think it's It's two. It's very low numbers we're working on. I'm not very good at sort of keeping score. Yeah, this is very clear. (laughs) It's around ten. got two. Oh, okay. Two? two. It's more than two. No, no, it's two. (laughs) Did you know that cows have regional accents? Oh, yeah, this is is true. This is true. Would you like to hear a Birmingham cow? (laughs) Go for it. Moo. <laughs> what about a Welsh one? Can't do a Welsh one. I can do a Liverpool one. That's mm-hmm. your vision. Moo. <laughs> I could do a Scottish one. Boo. Yeah, I still got that one. So there we have it. Jamie only got two points. Well, thank you both for joining us. We'll do the, the usual run around the table of what everyone's got on for the week ahead. Jamie, <laughs> what have you got to be said? Uh, so BPS deadline on Monday. Pretty much finished. Got two left just to submit. And then the rest of the week, sort of catching up on other things, really. Valuations, few MAs. Uh, so, yeah, really, really busy. Steve, busy, busy, busy. Loads of MAs. And we're trying to get some photos done because it's rained for the last six weeks. Oh, yeah. So it's not the best to take a picture of your house in the rain, isn't it? I am going down to Dorset where I'm taking details for a large machinery and dairy sale that we've just announced, uh, taking place on the 20th of June for the Ellis family. I've also got a couple of bunches of in-calf heifers We've got two or four pay applications to get sorted that have been uh, been working up for the last few weeks, and we're going to start to pick up all the stewardship files that have been uh, just coming together over the last few months. So there we have it. That is the end of the episode three for the season two podcast. We will be back next time in about a month's time for episode four.